Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And here we are, headed to the AFC Championship game on Sunday, traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, a 6.40 p.m. kickoff on CBS. And what a wild weekend it has been. For the Buffalo Bills, you think back to to Saturday night's game, and I'm I'm sure you've heard the recap pod with uh, circling the wagons that you can get here after every game at buffalorumblings.com. And just think back to this: the 17 to three victory for the Buffalo Bills um, in kind of a different game, right? You think how the weather played a, an effect on the the kicking game for both teams, right? Both kickers missing two field goals. Um, obviously, you looked like there was some impact on the passing game as well. But when it all comes down to it, it was the Buffalo Bills defense literally dominating the Baltimore Ravens in this victory, putting the clamps on Lamar Jackson, uh, the Baltimore running game, and just getting the win on Saturday night. And it's one of those pieces, again, I think so much of it, you you look at this and you've, you've heard the recaps already. I'll leave that to some of the other podcasts. But really the thing here now is, right, the AFC uh, other divisional round game has wrapped up where the Cleveland Browns, it looked like they were going to be in a position to steal this game from the Kansas City Chiefs after Patrick Mahomes entered the concussion protocol. And when that took place, you started to see a, a bit of a new life for the Cleveland Browns, but they were unable to come back. Chad Henney comes off the bench, the backup second-string quarterback for the Chiefs and doing uh, just enough, right, to, to get enough first downs. Some gutsy play, some gutsy play calling from Andy Reid on fourth and inches. Late in the game, Henny delivering to Tyreek Hill to wrap things up. So here we find ourselves now, right, the number one seed in the Kansas City Chiefs, the number two seed in the Buffalo Bills. And uh, – I think so much of the storyline this week is going to be around Patrick Mahomes, whether or not he will be playing, what took place, him being in the concussion protocol. Um, I I see a a tweet here from Matthew Fairburn, one of our our favorite follows from The Athletic, and he says, I see we're in for a top-notch week of concussion discourse on this website. Maybe we could refrain from trying to armchair quarterback the condition of Patrick Mahomes' brain. And I think that uh, that is a good take. Right, You look at this, and even after the game, there's quotes from Andy Reid saying that Mahomes is okay. Patrick Mahomes put out a tweet already um, in response to Mac Wilson from the Browns saying, all good, brother, with the flex emoji in place. And uh, there's going to be a lot of, of information still to come out really on what this could look like and what this could mean um, for the matchup. Um, from that standpoint, if the Buffalo Bills will be facing uh, Chad Henney at starting quarterback, or if Patrick Mahomes will uh, will truly be the starter in this situation. 
another uh, player in the concussion protocol for the Chiefs to keep an eye on, cornerback Bashad Breland. Um, he was also being evaluated for a concussion, and he was downgraded to out in the game. So from that standpoint, I mean, listen, with any team right now, you're monitoring these injuries, but a top cornerback for the Chiefs and obviously Patrick Mahomes, this will be the storyline uh, for this week and, and truly seeing what it is that takes place. Now, from the standpoint of the Buffalo Bills, right here you are, kind of that matchup that took place back in October. Um, it's supposed to be that Thursday night game, ended up getting bounced around because of the COVID-19 situation with the Tennessee Titans and that game being pushed back and then having a little bit of a domino effect when you think back to how the Bills um, just absolutely got gashed, right, by the Chiefs on the ground in that game. And from that standpoint, right, as you look at it, it seems like it was completely um, a lifetime ago when when that took place. And you talk about a game in October, right, and that game I believe was on October 19th. So when you think about it, right, three months ago at the time, uh, you know, the Bills were 4-1, and one, the Chiefs were 4-1, and one, and, uh, you know, you come away from it, it was the Kansas City Chiefs with the 26-17 to 17 victory. And I think you can go back, you could look at so much of that game and say, oh, what took place, what can you pull from this, what can you not, all this and that. Um, I, I think revisiting it at this point um, is a bit of a moot point. I mean, we all remember the Bills just getting run all over by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who did not play in today's game, but he is expected to be back for the AFC Championship game. But with that being said, right, you kind of look at it, the Bills, you know, they were down 13-10 to 10 at halftime. Um, then from that standpoint, it was a one-score game with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Bills could not get the stop. The Chiefs kicked another field goal, and that's that. So as you go through with it, right, we just kind of take a look at this, and as I say, um, gosh, I'm just amped for this matchup. Right, I am amped for this matchup. I think as you talked about it, of course, the logical thing would have been wanting the Cleveland Browns to win the game so the Bills could host the AFC Championship game. Of course, another 6,700 fans in attendance, um, what that would have meant for members of the Bills Mafia, again, just to get another home game. Of course, that's what you wanted. But there was this little part in the back of your head, right, that you say like, okay, if you are going to go and you are going to compete to be the Super Bowl champion, if this is what you are going to do, you're going to have to go through the defending Super Bowl champion and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so I don't want to make this sound like one of those be careful what you wish for type of things, but I think coming into today, for me, it was a full expectation that the Bills would be traveling to Kansas City to face the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, and that's what we get. Now, an interesting piece with this too, right, you think about it, here we are, um, two games in, and the, the Buffalo Bills offense, um, I'll say, played well enough against the Colts, right? We certainly saw Josh Allen going for over 300 yards. We saw Stefan Diggs being Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley gutting it out, all these different pieces that take place, right? But I don't think anyone would look at that game and think to yourself, like, man, the Buffalo Bills offense was really clicking against the Indianapolis Colts. Right again with with everything that was taking place, it was just not one of those that that you would look at and and just think to yourself like yeah every you know the team was functioning on all on all cylinders there. So you know then you take a step forward. Obviously the game against the Ravens, um, yeah. And I mean without the you know the interception return from Teron Johnson, 
Um, who knows, right? That I mean, so much that could have taken place, um, you know. But for the Bills, right? I mean, you you talk about you know Josh Allen, two hundred six yards passing, uh, the run game, thirty three yards, right? I mean, they they barely even ran the football. So you know, you're you're in a situation where as a team you had under two hundred fifty total yards against the Ravens, um, but thanks to your defense, you you win the game convincingly. And that's great. But where I'm going with this is, right, the, the Chiefs' defense is not the Ravens' defense, and it's not the Colts' defense. Um, this game has a potential to be a shootout. We'll kind of see what happens. But where I'm going with it, too, is we have not really seen the Bills' offense clicking on all cylinders during these playoffs. And, you know, I'm not one of those who's like, oh, they're due, they're this, they're that. But, again, after a game like this, I could imagine – the Bills offense, I, I don't want to say that it'll just be ready to go. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little too amped up right now. It's a Sunday evening, and I'm kind of ready to go. But I'm just excited to see what they can do against the Chiefs. I'm excited to see what the Bills defense can do against the Chiefs. I am sure for Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, that game earlier in the season, again, that defeat, it, it has to be a bit embarrassing for them, right? If any coach to be run on like that, as the Chiefs did, you think to yourself, like, that is not something that any defensive-minded coach would ever want to see. Um, and that's what took place against the Bills. And, you know, sometimes it's like, all right, you can look back to what your scout was earlier in the season. Um, I even think with that game, and of course, everyone deals with injuries, right? So I don't want to say, oh, the Bills didn't this or that. Or, but, like, you know, that was a game where you weren't even sure if Tredavious White was going to be able to play he gutted it out and did. Matt Milano was not in that, playing in that game. Tremaine Edmonds still dealing with his injuries. Um, AJ Klein had not made any sort of transformation, right? When we talk about the the player that he was uh, later in the season, you think about games against the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and others, and really becoming a valuable piece of the defense. And this was the game against the Chiefs where Teron Johnson was actually benched for Cam Lewis. He had been struggling that much. Cam Lewis got hurt, I think, maybe on like the 10th play or so. And then Johnson was back in, and he has been a vital member of the Bills' defense since then. So it is just – it feels like a different team. Of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, they are the defending Super Bowl champions. I'm not taking anything away from them. I think of guys like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman, if Sammy Watkins is back, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back um, – they're a dangerous football team. There's no doubt with that. The Buffalo Bills are going to have their hands full. But I just I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do and what should be a great matchup Sunday night, a 6:40 kickoff in Kansas City. So I realize with this I'm rambling a bit. Got some of these thoughts, but obviously once we know that the Bills are traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs, I wanted to put together a quick pod for you. Um, and we've got you covered all week long, right? The Code of Conduct podcast. Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. I'll be back with you for more Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Jamie D and Big Newt. Uh, we've got the Bruce exclusive on Thursday and Friday. The Buff Hub Believe podcast. And then again, the guys at Circling the Wagons will be with you for the post-game breakdown on Sunday night. So I always appreciate you guys tuning in, um, checking in with us here at buffalorumblings.com. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Marino. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. Let us know how we're doing, and as always, go Bills.